0: Into the oh me, to this. It's Tuesday, the 7th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here, and look, I've had a phone call through overnight from the seniors tour in golf and they're saying that Shane Lee could be a crossover sportsman after some of the putting you did yesterday at Warringah Golf Course. They were clapping from the freeway.
1: They were clapping from the freeway, mate, from a putting, but uh, yeah, they snuck in nine holes late in the day, mate, with a good mate of mine, uh, Mike Bailey. Putting well, Tim, but I just can't get the ball off the tee now. Um, not driving that well, mate, but uh, chipping and putting was very good yesterday. But as always, mate, you can never get everything happening at the one time. It's a nightmare.
0: Shane, uh, golf is at your and my level, uh, we both can play and play well at times, but if we played it for a living, we would not need to diet, my friend. We would not have enough no. money for food. Uh, we have a charity auction, a wonderful charity auction here at Afternoon Sport, the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. Now, there are some amazing things that you can buy from this auction including a cricket clinic with test cricket star the goat himself nathan lyon an hour in the local cricket next. how good would that be uh, in the sydney metro area that will go to some lucky person before christmas find out more info at afternoonsport.com forward slash auction today what is going to happen in the ashes we are just around the corner the thunder smash the heat and lucas big daddy brown is back So, England, uh, there is some chat around that uh, we're going to be a bit underdone in the bowling area, this Australian cricket team. And look, that does make a little bit of sense because we haven't had that first-class cricket that uh, you can generally get or need before an Ashes Series show. It's
1: pretty hard, Timmy, with the scheduling these days, mate. Um, as we all know, the, uh, our three fast bowlers in Cummins, Stark and Hazelwood all went to the T20 World Cup. So, from a, uh, a longer version of the game, they're probably quite a bit underdone, I would say. Um, England are going to try and exploit that. If you look back to the 2010-2011 series where England retained the Ashes out here, they batted for long periods. You know, they'd Bell, Peterson, uh, Trotton, Cook, these guys just, ploughed on the runs prior to the wicketkeeper, and they kept the Aussies in the field for days. They'll be looking to do a very, very similar thing to the Australians. Saying that, I think the Gabba wicket's going to be pretty juicy for the first test.
0: Yeah, that's what they're saying. And uh, there's also an argument to say, why leave Usman out? You may uh, rue that decision because of that um, particular element of the game, that the, the actual pitch itself will have more juice in it. Because generally, they follow a pattern, don't they, the Brisbane wickets? But there's been so much rain. Yeah, well, um, the curator, David um, Sandurski
1: he said uh, it's a very, very simple preparation to that shield wicket, which you're alluding to there, Tim, where Osman Khawaja scored 70 out of 129. The Bulls were bowled out for 129. Um, he said that the test wicket will be a little bit firmer. It probably won't move as much, but there will be plenty in it. I really think that's going to uh, play into the hands of the England fast bowlers. I think that will really suit um, the ageing um, uh, Jimmy Anderson and, and Broad as well. Um, they have great exponents of when the ball nips around. So uh, it'll be really, really tough going for our Aussie batsmen.
0: A real push in Sydney. And look, there are lots of hands up, aren't there, for this test match that has been stripped of Perth because of the COVID dramas. Well, the, the dramas of trying to get into the state. And a real push in Sydney, because there's so much money comes along with a test match, particularly an Ashes test match. They sit out on their own. Sure does,
1: Tim. And I think what that's what the New South Wales opposition is saying to our government. Get your act together and, and start really pushing for this. We know Melbourne pushes so hard for every sporting event. They're doing that right now to try and get mm. the fifth test, as is Tasmania. Um, so they're saying, New South Wales the government, come on, get your act together and... Uh, and start really pushing for this test match because, as you said, Tim, it brings a lot of money but also brings a lot of relief to people who may not get a chance to see uh, the last test due to being sold out. It gives people the opportunity with two tests here.
0: And it's it's the most obvious decision for me uh, looking at it is yeah. to have it in Sydney because the, the fourth test is in Sydney. You've got the whole ground ready. You've got everything else going. So why not? Just hang on and play a fifth test in Sydney. Of course, uh, Australia's largest city. So we'll watch that space with interest. Uh, I think many people would be very happy because there's so much interest in getting to the test match. Some people are going to miss out. So if there was two in Sydney, I reckon you'd fill them up twice. Now the Thunder had a good win. These two Sydney franchises off to a cracking start. Um, The Sixers thrashed the stars the other night, absolutely whacked them. And the Thunder, well, it was very comfortable against the Heat. The Heat never really looked in it. No, the Heat uh, were pretty much all over the shop last night.
1: They were bowled out um, for 140 for eight wickets. Um, and the Thunder at one stage were three for 32, um, lost some early ones, but it was um, Alex Ross and Sam Billings who who steered the ship for the Thunder, uh, putting on a partnership of 109 and um, and steering the guys to victory. Um, some big, big hitting from uh, Alex Ross. He hit nine boundaries and he hit a couple of long cherries. Um, good batting, but um, yeah, it's uh, an- another sort of low-scoring game there. As w- as we know, uh, the Sixers smashed and bowled out um, the Stars for only sixty-one. So, um, not not real even games. At the start of this uh, big bash
0: number eleven. Yeah, one thing Sydney Thunder need to do is do a little bit of. Uh- Get the old uh, slips machine out, remember the old slips machine they need to do some <laughs> yeah. some catching practice because uh, they drop some they dropped some catches, but they did look sharp enough they got a good bowling lineup, and they got the runs pretty comfortably uh, and What about the comeback? I think when we saw Lucas Big Daddy Brown, and we had him on afternoon sport, he was a great chat, but he went down uh, pretty comfortably to paul gallon didn 't he but he 's come out and made a comeback. Uh, Opalu, and uh, it, it was a good win. It was a good win, wasn't it? Um,
1: he's now been named WBA Oceania Heavyweight title again. Um, yeah, he's 42 years of age, and uh, he looked pretty sharp. He, he sort of battled through the first six rounds, but come the seventh round, he, he knocked him out. And, um, yeah, the
0: big, big daddy's back here, Lucas Brown. Could we see a a rematch between Big Daddy Brown and Paul Gallen? That would be interesting if uh, Big Daddy was in shape and maybe take him on because, of course, Paul Gallen got beaten in his last fight. Stay with us because we'll be talking tennis, NRL, NBA and more after this short break. The Brandon Smith saga, it's like one of those magazines. It's a bit like meatloaf through a straw. These are the days of our lives, Shane.
1: Mate, it is, and it appears now that uh, the storm... uh we all know were fed up and pretty disappointed in his comments on that podcast. Uh, it looks like they're now trying to trade him for the one year. Um, and I don't really know how this works Timmy, but I, I think they've tried to do a swap with the Tigers to get rid of um, uh,
0: him for the, for the one year before
1: he goes to the Roosters, but the Tigers don't want anything to do with it.
0: Yeah. I think you speculated a little earlier um, or a few weeks ago mm. about Brandon Smith and whether or not the whole deal might come a little quicker. You would think that would make yeah. sense if the Melbourne Storm eventually decide, well, no, we're not happy at all here, and we're not happy with the comments. We're not happy with the way that it's all played out. Uh, would the Roosters just say, well, okay, we'll take it um, because he's already with us from
1: 2023?
0: Hmm. Well, then that that could be the case. I think that that's the best situation for him
1: personally. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a very very frosty year if he hangs around the Storm because. They are not happy, Tim.
0: And uh, Nick Kyrgios, he's got a new girlfriend, but uh, we've seen two others uh, go all the way to the altar uh, in Australian tennis. Yeah,
1: Daria um, Gavrilova. Um, she's married her long-term or time sweetheart in Luke Saville. Both both tennis players. Um, Luke Saville is actually ranked twenty-three as a doubles player, um, and they they tied the knot in a beautiful wedding down in, um, in uh,
0: Albert Park in Melbourne, Timmy, and uh, she looked lovely, actually, so congratulations to those two. Yeah, the dasher, Davra Lova, she's a good player, too, yeah. and uh, we're only weeks away from the Australian Open, and thankfully, a lot of the conversation around uh, the non-tennis stuff has, has died down because I know that a lot of people have that in their calendar uh, in January to enjoy the Australian Open. Young Josh Giddy, we saw his team get absolutely flogged when he wasn't there the other day, but he's uh, encore, breaking records all over the shop and a 13-year NBA first for yeah. this young Australian superstar.
1: Yeah, Josh Giddy, what a superstar he's becoming. Um, he's uh, just the second player in Oklahoma City Thunder mm. history to be named NBA's Western Conference Rookie of the Year. Um, in 18 games, he's only the third player in NBA history to reach a tally of 100 assists and 100 rebounds. Uh, in his first 20 games, there's only two other players that have done that, LeBron James and LaMelo Ball. So
0: he's in very, very good company there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, To the World Game, and Ange Postacoglu, the former Socceroos coach, as the Socceroos struggle a bit, as we know, they've got a bit of a path to try and qualify for the World Cup while Ange is over there in Scotland um, going great guns. And Tommy Rogic, that goal the other day was just absolutely extraordinary. What a cracker, wasn't it, Timmy? It was uh, absolute,
1: um, smoked it into the net. Um, it's it will go down as probably a contender for goal of the season for Celtic. But Celtic, once again, he's having a great time over there, Costa um, uh, with his team. They beat Dundee United 3-0. three, three nil. Um, Yeah, and and Tommy Roderick uh, scored a fantastic goal. So things are going very, very well for the Australians
0: over there. We might have to go afternoon sport on assignment in Scotland, but we'll have to do it um, in the summer months because then we can go over and play St Andrews and, and do a couple of other things as part of our research program on uh, Ange Postacoglu. So, I think we need to work on that. That would I be. I think so. Definitely. That you think? Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, um, We're we'll run it by Craig Hodges tomorrow. Yeah, Scotland. Uh, Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> we can paint ourselves as brave hearted Uh Now, the Mercedes F1 boss, what about him blowing up? Um, it was a drama filled. Second last race, the penultimate race in the Formula One, we've got Hamilton and Verstappen on the same points, and that collision that happened, he went off like a frog in a sock, and so he should. And I think um,
1: Hamilton was trying to pass Verstappen, and Verstappen wouldn't let him pass. Uh, he went to the DRS and was given approval to pass um, him because he, he was he was blocking him on the corners. Um, Verstappen then just hit the brakes um, and. Hamilton just went straight up the back of him. Moving at this pace, this is serious. You you can die in these situations. Um, And, yes, the Mercedes boss absolutely losing his marbles over it, and and rightly so too. So Hamilton went on to win the race, but uh, we all know if if, uh, Verstappen would have stopped Hamilton there and he couldn't have finished the race, Verstappen wins the
0: the whole championship. So uh, I must say it was probably premeditated. Yeah, it's as tight as I can remember. Absolutely. And it's all, yeah. about, it's all about that timing. It's all about getting it exactly right. And that leads us into our, our final little tale today. And it's got to do with timing. Shane Warne's so precise on the field with his amazing leg spin bowlers. He wasn't always as precise when it came to getting to the team bus or to the plane on time. Tell me more.
1: He was always late, Warnie, um, and I think he loved – it was like when he came on to bowl, Timmy. He loved the big announcement you know, uh, coming on from the round weekend, Shane Warne. Well, it was a bit like that when he's getting onto a plane. He was always 10 minutes late, and they'd be calling out uh, final call for Mr. Warne, final call for Mr. Warne, and Warnie would always walk onto the uh, the team aeroplane with his hair sort of not done. It sort It of looked like it, it was brushed by a balloon, and he would sort of walk on, and he'd always hold, we had our, our own Creek Australia um, briefcases. And yeah, I think McGraw had an apple in his, but but Warney had been in the casino the night before. And every time as he'd try and put his briefcase into the overhead lockers, it would accidentally fall open. And about twenty thousand dollars cash would fall out and you go oh, big big night at the casino, guys. Yeah, and just everyone on the plane were like, Oh, it's Warney's he's won some money. Um but yeah, he did it he did it on everyone. It was a bit a bit of a, a continual um theme that Warney used to run with, but um yeah, the boys just get very frustrated waiting for him all the time. What else do you reckon he might have been doing apart from going to the casino? <sighs> I'll leave that up to the viewer's imagination, mate. The chic of tweak.
0: <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah,
1: our fantastic sponsors in main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E,
0: mainhaircare.com. I absolutely love the peppermint shampoo and uh, conditioner. It uh, really is just superb. Of course, our producer is just that as well, Mr Dan Mc you, thank you. Back tomorrow with your Daily Dose of Sport. We'll see you then guys. Take care.